0: hey kids this is me the robots we're back another super exciting super fun episode of world's famous this time out we're gonna we're gonna open some motu stuff we're gonna talk about steamy game stories it's gonna it's gonna be great but until we get there let's let's get that jump off jumping grandmaster grandpa that
1: ok, Bob, I get okay IC, robot let's get this party started right let's get this party started quickly This is world's
0: famous with IC robot. So we have entered uh, October. We have entered spooky season. We got we got the front all decorated. We got the blow molds out there. I think we got like six, maybe six or seven. I think there's three ghosts, two big pumpkins. One is just like a straight up pumpkin, and one is like a jack o' lantern. Then we have we have a tombstone and something something else out there too, but it's all, it's all cool. We haven't, um, we haven't plugged them in yet. I'm, I'm debating whether, whether I'm going to plug them in at all up until, uh, you know, it gets near Halloween because we don't, we don't get a lot of traffic on the street. It's not like one of those busy kind of, you know, thoroughfares. It's, it's only generally people who live here going down the street and it's not even enough really for me to like, I feel to warrant, having them on, like, as soon as it gets dark, but, uh, you know, that, that's all, uh, that could change at any moment, but, but as of right now, they're not, they're not plugged in, but they're still, they're still out there, we got some other, like, spooky things hanging up, you know, we have the, uh, the little free library in front of the house, we, we do two big promotions for the library every year. We do a Halloween one, and then we do a Christmas one. The Halloween one is called Spooky Stories. We got, like, a little, a uh, little sign that my wife painted with, like, a pumpkin on and the spider, and it says, Spooky Stories, and inside, we have, like, all kinds of, like, Stephen King books and scary books, like Clive Barkers and whatever, and then, like, a stack of, like, scary movies and whatever, and then I have the library split into two sides. There's, like, the, the adult side, and then there's, like, the kids, and like, young adult side, and on the young adult side, it's full of, like, goosebumps. All through the year, I buy goosebumps books at the, uh, flea market and whatever, so it's, like, it's full of goosebumps. It's full of, like, teen horror books and things. It's really cool, man. This is, this is one of the big ones of the year for us. Sometimes by the end of the season, the library is, like, almost empty. People like to walk by, read a little spooky story, man. I think that we're really, like, adding to the community with this. It makes me, it makes me happy, but the, the interior of the house is also decorated. We didn't go all out like we do some years. I don't know I don't know if I've mentioned this, but um the kid has moved out. The kid's moved out, she's on her own living with her pals and stuff, and we don't we don't feel like we want to decorate it as much as we did when she was here. So we have like one area completely dedicated. Like a like a Halloween table, like decorated with all my Migos and my mini mates I have migos of the universal monsters and I have uh, mini mates and also like reactions then some uh some old school Remcos of the universal monsters and we set we set all that up with like all of our all of our like top tier halloween stuff and then we have some interior blow molds that are that are in the window there's like pumpkins and black cats and stuff so it looks it definitely looks good. I like the orange. I like the color orange for Halloween, and the the house has like a nice, like warm orange glow, even even during the day, because the blow molds are in the window, and the light comes through the window, and it's reflected orange. It looks it looks pretty cool in the house. We have uh like a spot for a movie poster. We have we have like a rotating movie poster spot in in the living room. I I like to collect movie posters. i I'm, I'm into the originals, you know, the OG ones, the real ones, and I. Up until recently, I had a Jackie Brown poster that I got for my birthday there. And we took it down, and we switched it out to the um, the uh, Dawn of the Dead poster that I, that I picked up at the flea market. And that really adds to the, uh, the Halloween ambiance. But with all that said, I'm not, like, a gigantic Halloween guy. I know a lot of you guys are super-duper Halloween guys, and I, I feel like it's very fun to participate. And it's fun to be part of it. But I don't go into, like... I don't think I feel... Like, I watch, like, an inordinate amount of horror movies during the season. My guy, Engineer Nerd, he has his, uh, Spooktober thing going on where he's watching, like, horror movies every day. And that's all good, man. It's all good to get into the spirit, but I don't... I don't get into it to that degree, but I do like to, to, like, dress the house up and dress the outside up. I don't personally dress myself up. I haven't, I haven't worn a Halloween costume in, like, I seriously don't even know how long. I, I think that I wore them up until, like, fifth grade in school, and then I, I didn't really just, I'm not a costume guy. Some guys love costumes. I, I, I don't, I don't know, man. It's not, it's not worth it to me to, uh, get all dressed up and stuff. I do have, um, a hot dog, a hot dog costume that I picked up. This was when the kid was in elementary school and they're having like this Halloween thing and I volunteered and you had to dress up and I, I got the costume of that of a hot dog and I've I've worn that a few times. I might I might actually pull the hot dog out and when the kids come trick or treating, maybe I'll maybe I'll pass it out like a hot dog. We get a, a fair amount of trick or treaters, I'm not even gonna lie. It's not not like a million. It's not like it's not like a ton, but it is definitely enough to uh warrant dressing up like a hot dog, so I might do that. What are you guys going to dress up this year? Those of you who do dress up, tell me what you're going to dress up as. Hit me up on the tweets at ICRobots on the tweets. I'd love to know. I'm curious. This all, this stuff is all interesting to me. I, do, I, enjoy, I enjoy the holiday season, even if I'm not Mr. Spooktober like a lot of guys are. I do enjoy the fact that, like, it's different. It's a different time of the year. Different things are going on. The house is decorated different. The house has, like, spooky ghosts outside. I think it's all fun. It's all fun. Then when you head into Christmas, that's fun, too. It's nice... It's just nice to participate in these things you know these, these community things but uh let's jump forward I think um I think I'm gonna open up this uh, this uh, thing I got right here hold on there's only one man who can strike fear in the hearts of the mutants only one man with the power to seize control of the tri-solar no galaxy matter what it takes only the most powerful man in the universe man. This is the Mo Two Minute with the man who sold Caldor the acid that burnt off his face. I see robots. Yeah, that's right, that's me. I see robots. The man who sold that nitwit Skeletor that acid that that buffoon dropped on his foolish face and all of his skin melted off and he's a hideous, a hideous skeleton. But uh, let's let's take a look at this right here. I've had this sitting around my office for I don't even know like a month now. It is the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Uh, what is the title of this? Chaos Snake Attack. This is, this is from the new cartoon on Netflix. Not the one that, that has Kevin Smith attached to it. The other one. The one that is for the youth. I got this on clearance when I was, when I was over there one day. You gotta make sure to check out the clearance sections, dudes. Because sometimes there's really cool things wind up there. And this was... This was originally thirty-one dollars and forty-eight cents, and I got it for nine bucks. I, I picked it up because it was so inexpensive, and it's been so long since I bought a, a playset. If they bought, if they made more play sets, I, I would buy them. So I had to, I had to grab this one when I saw it. But what it is basically, it's like, it's like a throne for Skeletor, and then out of the throne pops a giant green snake that bites on uh, our our pal uh, He-Man. I. I only have the Skeletor for this. I don't, I don't have the He-Man in this set, and I feel as if I should get one just to kind of, just to kind of balance it out. But it says "Battle the Evil Guardian," "Combate el Guardian Malvado," which is which is another language's way of saying the the same thing. Also available, He-Man and Skeletor. Let's. Let's take a look at this before we before we bust into it. Empowering the next generation through play. That's that's Mattel's motto. Let's uh let's see what 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 do we know about this playset? Take it away. The Chaos Snake Attack playset was released in 2022 and was found in the clearance section of Walmart. It looks like a fun set though. You can battle the evil guardian, and there are two ways to play. Well, that wasn't, uh, that wasn't especially, um, informative. But let's, let's just bust into this, and we'll, we'll, we'll check it out. Take that, Earl Green. It can be fun to, uh, to open toys in an audio format. But let's, we got the Vidal Sassoon. No, we got the, uh, Arthur Fonzarelli brand Switchblade. My apologies to Arthur. We're gonna cut it open. There are two... Two little pieces of tape, I'm opening the box right now as we speak, we're gonna, we're gonna pull it out, it's pretty, it's pretty large, honestly, it's like, I'm gonna say like 16, 17 inches, and it's all, by and large, symbol. there's a couple pieces you're gonna have to, have to snip into there, let's, uh, let's open up this bag, this is the snake's tail, The snake is, it's like a translucent green. It is very cool. And here's the rest of the snake. Let's pull, let's pull this, uh, prophylactic off the front of him. Let's get this, get this off. It's a little attached here around his, uh, his fangs. Pull!
1: Uh,
0: Having a hard time with this? All those deadlifts aren't paying off when it comes to removing plastic from the head of a snake, but we finally, we finally got it off, and now we're gonna snip the uh, the tail. Goes on easily enough. Looks like there's some. What is this? There's like a, a rubber band around its tail, holding, holding the button in place. Once you, once you release the button, the snake is given a much freer range of movement. You can go back and forth like this on a little track, and this button. What does this button do? It, it snaps his mouth. Who his mouth opens. And he has, like, a, a scary tongue inside. This is actually quite cool. Now, let's take the two pieces that will be Skeletor's throne. And we will, uh... How does this go? Am I even on the right side? I believe that I am. Let's, um... Well, let's first, let's see where this piece goes. There's, like, a, a little platform... And then there is also El Throne. Um, let's take a look at the box. I couldn't open the instructions, but, you know, what's the uh, what's the fun in that? So the throne piece goes on top up here. And it has, like, some little snippy snaps that you can use to attach Skeletor so that he doesn't fall. But then where does this piece go? We got, we got this whole other... Oh, and there's a sticker, too. How fun. This is fun. I haven't opened... Any kind of playset like this in the longest time. So this goes at the front. This would be... This is the piece in the front. And it, it stands here. And then you stand... You stand your uh, your good guy figure here. And then the snake attacks out. Like the snake is laying flat. And then it pops up and attacks He-Man. This is actually super cool, man. I like this. I like this a lot. The snake has great details to his face. Very cool, man. If you see one of these on clearance and you're like a He-Man kind of guy, I would recommend it. Let's, uh, let's take a look and we'll see where this sticker goes, this decal. It looks to be like a snake, so I'm assuming that it goes onto the, uh, reptile on some part. Let's take a look. We're looking at the instructions here. There are one, two, three, four pieces. This sticker is the front of the platform where, a. Uh, our guy, He-Man, will stand. I'm really far away from the mic, and I apologize for that. So if you if you wonder why I sound so distant, that's why. But, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Um, the decal is going to be... I want to make sure I get this right, because you only get one chance at success when it comes to decals. Uh, it goes right here. I was always so bad at this when I was a kid. My folks would leave this to me, and then I would... All my G.I. Joes had really badly stuck decals. And that was all my fault. And it looks like a mo oh, can I pull it off? Oh, good. Came right off. I coobard that a little bit. I think I should start from this end. Stick it like this. And it goes all the way down. Perfection! Got it. Looks very cool. Looks very nice. I should have got my Skeletor and brought him in the house. So I could have put him in his throne. And then he could have attacked... He could have attacked He-Man. Super duper cool man. The throne has a very small seat. So the it has like um it has a little clip that would hold Skeletor in place. But this is this is honestly very cool. If I was a kid, I would be having the snake jump out and get people all the time. I wonder if you can pull the snake out. I don't. I think you honestly could if you really put the effort into it but it might not be worth it because there is a chance you can break it but then again it's like it's a neon snake it's very very cool very very cool indeed you kind of you put him at rest here and then you lure prince adam and then you spring Bring it up, up. And, and the, the snake, snake, snake attacks We you have this button that opens his snaky mouth very very cool man i'm into it let's um attack attack he-man you are gonna my he-man is gonna get bitten by a snake at least 15 times today which is terrible for him good for skeletor and probably good for me too very cool man i honestly i honestly like it quite a bit i'm very pleased i think that this he-man and the masters of the universe line is pretty dope there's a a ram man who's a girl ram girl i think i saw the other day i i can't get involved too deeply as much as i like them i got to I got to save my money for the retro He-Man's because there are some fun ones coming up pretty soon. I just, I just saw the most recent wave. While we're here, let's uh, let's see if I can find that again. What site did I see that on? Was it Toy Wizards? Toy Wizards, one that I go to quite a bit to look at things. They they frequently have the latest toy news. Uh, I could have sworn I saw the Motus on here, but I guess. I guess I did not. Uh, let me just scroll all the way to the bottom, just to be, just to be certain. No, let's see. Maybe it was it at uh, ToyNews.com? Did I see it there? I, I'm really vamping here on this boring, boring ending of this segment. I apologize. Maybe you're right, Earl Green. Maybe it just doesn't work to open toys in the audio format. But uh, I'm gonna keep doing it anyway because I, I just got it like that. Uh, dee dee de- dee dee dee. Not on. Oh, here they go. On ToyNews.com, we got Wave 11. You got a Snake Armor He-Man, which is one, which is one I'm honestly not too familiar with. I don't know why he has a snake armor. And then you have Rat who I have uh, in the OG He-Man. He has he has like little pieces of something inside of him, and he rattles. Then we have Cobra Khan, who I don't have, and then another Sun Man character. This guy's name is Bolt Man, and I got to admit. I am massively into these Sun Man characters. I think it's great. It's like they, it's like Mattel is releasing their own knockoff figures. It's great. So we're gonna, we'll be getting up on that one. I'll probably get up on Cobra Khan if I see him, but uh, still fun stuff coming out of the Mo2 universe, Masters of the Universe. Let's uh, let's move forward into the next segment. Our guy Derek's gonna tell us what's up uh, this week in Japanese League uh, Baseball.
1: This week in Japanese League Baseball If anyone had told you after the 2020 season that the Tokyo Yakult Swallows would win the next two Central League titles, you might have considered checking that person into a psychiatric ward. But sure enough, the Swallows, who had finished in last place in three of the previous four seasons clinched a worst-to-first story at the end of 2021, and outdid themselves by repeating as champs this year. On Sunday evening, they needed a win against the second-place Yokohama Dina Baystars to win the pennant in Game 137 of their schedule. Superstar, Superstar Munetaka Murakami, Murakami who tied Sataharu-O with 55 home runs a week ago, looked to be showing signs of fatigue as well. Fortunately for them, their pitchers held the base stars off the board the entire way as well. Then in the bottom of the ninth, they won in true Japanese league style, an infield hit, a sacrifice bunt. Big win for the Sparrows. That was this week in Japanese league baseball. This week, IZ Robots has a somewhat spooky top five. His top five Stephen King stories. Cool, Stephen King rules.
0: I am a giant Stephen King fan. I I do think Stephen King rules, but I... I've never seen that movie, The uh, Monster Squad, I think it is. I've never, not never seen it. But I know in that movie, there's a kid who wears, like, a Stephen King Rules t-shirt. And I I want that shirt. It's red with, like, yellow letters. And I, I definitely want it. And I've looked at it a few times. But I don't want any Monster Squad heads coming up to me going, Yo, you like the squad, bro? You're down with the mon squad? And I'm just like, I've, I've never not seen it. But I, I do think that Stephen King Rules. At, at any rate, I wanted to... I wanted to do something spooky, like Halloween-y for, uh, you know, the season that we're, that we're in right now, but I was, I was really at a loss, because I've done, like, top five Halloween candies, and I've done, like, top five, uh, Universal Monsters in the past, and I, I, I'm not, like, I'm not a giant spooky head, I'm not, like, into, into the spooky boy stuff, so I, I try to think, like, what are... What are some Halloweeny spooky things that I enjoy? And it finally dawned upon me, bro, you are like one of the biggest Stephen King fans in the world. You've read like I'm not gonna say I've read everything he's ever written because there's like, there's like Stephen King books coming out. It feels like every every week, and I, I do have a hard time keeping up on, on the new ones because I'm kind of a I'm kind of a used paperback kind of guy. So I, I wait till I see him at paperbacks Unlimited limited or or whatever or thrift thrift books on the online, and I'll grab them, I'll grab them that way, but I, I I do, I do love his work, I think he's great, I've, I've been into it ever since, like, I'm, I'm trying to think, I, my first My first Stephen King book was The Shining, and I found it in my junior high library, which I, which I look back, and I know that this happened, I know that it happened, and I, I think that this is very interesting, because the, the library over at Rincon Valley Middle School was cool, it was a lot of fun, but, you know, they had, uh, like, age-appropriate books, and then one day I was, like, digging through the stacks looking for something fun to read, and I came across... The Shining, and I was like, "Isn't that that weird movie that that I that's on cable or whatever?" So I, I read the book, and I was just like, "Man, I was like really taken." I think I was in like eighth grade, seventh grade, ninth grade, you know, one of the one of the grades that they have at the the junior high school. And I was I was just like really blown away by this story and just the the entire thing. And it, it like it really made me a Stephen King head. I started going to Paperbacks Unlimited and, and buying the the novels when I when I would see him there, and I. I just still, I enjoy his books and his stories so much. It's like, once you get into that vibe, that Stephen King vibe, everything he writes just feels so comfortable and so, just so heartwarming. So I thought, why don't I do a list of my top five Stephen King stories at first I was going to do Stephen King books but then I said you know a lot of these things that I I really enjoy are stories in books and a lot of them a lot of times these things the stories do get published individually as a as paperbacks but I I decided well let's just say stories just to you know just to like keep it uh keep it official like a like a you know like whatever bro I I don't know I was trying to think of something that rhyme and I could not at the at the moment I'm not I'm not young beefsteak as it were, shout out to the Derek Show. And uh any anywho, let's let's jump into this. What is my number five favorite Stephen King story? Derek, take it away. Number five. Rita
1: Hayworth and the Shawshank
0: Redemption. Is that one like that movie with Morgan Freeman? Yeah, Derek. That's the one. It has Morgan Freeman in it and uh Tim Robbins. I I like the movie a little. I think it's fine. The Shawshank Redemption. It is a good movie. It's a little, it's a little big screen schmaltzy to me, but it's it's definitely a good entertaining film. But what I what I really like is the source material, the story Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. This was in a book called Different Seasons, and it came out in uh in 1986. I bought this one at Paperbacks Unlimited. I still I still have my original uh copy right here. I am holding it in my hand. There's no there's no front cover. I've read these Stephen Kings. All the ones I have right here are my original copies, and I've read this one. I've read this one so many times that the the cover have like long since come out. There's there's four stories in this one. There's a uh, Rita Hayworth. Then there's a story called Apt Pupil, and this one this one's ill. a uh, A kid discovers that a guy in his neighborhood is a wanted Nazi war criminal. And it's just it's wild. Then there is a story called "The Body," which also went on to be a movie called uh, "Stand by Me." That's a famous, famous film. That's that's pretty successful stuff. When you write a story that becomes a movie, and like, not only does this happen once, it happens twice in the same same collection of novellas. And then there's a story called "The Breathing Method," which I I honestly don't recall what is about at the uh, at the moment. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I haven't read that one as many times as I've read some of the other ones. So it kind of the, the the topic of that eludes me. But it's it's uh, you know neither here nor there as uh, as as the saying goes. What we're talking about is Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. What I what I like about this is that it's it's very raw and it's very gritty. Unlike unlike the movie, the movie the movie has some grit, but it is kind of like a family-friendly prison movie. The story in the book is not. It's not family-friendly in any way. It's quite, uh, it's quite scary in, in a lot a lot of times. Very, very explicit, very descriptive, but I, I appreciate that they, they were able to tone it down a bit and make a, a prison movie for the entire family to enjoy. You know what? While we're on that, you know what's a good prison movie the entire family can enjoy? One of the greatest prison movies of all time is a movie that goes by the name of Paddington 2. Just... Just Dynamite. I love that movie. But um this was this was one of my favorites and it kind of introduced me to the whole prison genre. I am a giant 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 like I love I love prison movies. I love prison books. I I don't know. It's just just a weakness of mine and this introduced me to the whole thing. When I was a young sprat, I think I was like 13 or 14 when I first got a hold of this. It really really blew my mind. Good stuff. Number 5, Rita Hayworth and The Shawshank Redemption. Derek What's number four? Number four.
1: Misery. Oh, that's a good one. I read it, but have to say I like the movie better.
0: I I think a lot of people feel that way, but man, I remember when this one came out. It came out in 1988, and I have my original copy here, complete with the paperbacks, unlimited price tag on it. This, this book was a sensation. This was back in the day when books could actually be a sensation, man. People were people were talking about this one all over the place. This is, let's just read the back, Paul Sheldon. He's a best-selling novelist who has finally met his biggest fan. Her name is Annie Wilkes, and she is more than a rabid reader. She is Paul's nurse, tending to his shattered body after an automobile accident... <laughs> She's also his captor, keeping him prisoner in her isolated house. What she wants is for him to write another book in the series that she loves. It's, it's crazy. In the movie, it, uh, it stars Jimmy Kahn and Kathy Bates. And I, I think that, that she was Oscar nominated for this role of Annie Wilkes. Man, she was scary. It is scary, scary, scary. So what happens is she finds him after a car crash in the snow and she brings him home and she's just like... You are my prisoner until you write a book for me, and it's it boils slowly. I think is the, is the best way to put it. But once once the pot starts bubbling, it is scary, chilling, as scary as anything King has done. The Des Moines Register page-turningly effective, stringing out every scene to the screaming point. That's from. That's from the Sun-Times. With this one, you can't go wrong. The book is fantastic. The movie is also fantastic. A lot of times, I'm not, like, the biggest fan of the Stephen King movies, but with this one, though, it is top-notch. Very, very scary. There's one, um, there's one explicit scene with, uh, Jimmy Khan's feet. That's, uh, that's terrifying. But, man, this one, this one is just, it's one of my favorite. It just, it reads so easily, and it was so scary, and then it was nice that, like, this became part of the the bigger cultural zeitgeist and everybody was talking about misery and then when the movie came out everybody was talking about the movie too so it's a lot of a lot of fun let's uh let's see man what is number three Derek take it away
1: the long walk I'm not even sure what that is bro.
0: The Long Walk was written under King's, uh, pen name, Richard Bachman. As I, as I understand it, this was, this was actually factually the first book that he ever wrote, but then he sat on it and didn't come back to it. Come back to it later. If, if you're not familiar with The Long Walk, it is... Let's take a look. I have it collected in, in the Bachman books. It says, The Long Walk. Only death can keep you from the finish line in this ultimate competition of the all too near future. The The Long Walk is the story of a contest where in which they take a bunch of like, a bunch of like kids like junior high and like high school age kids and they set them, they set them up out to walking. They They have have to keep keep walking. walking. They have to keep walking walking down down the highway until they can't walk any longer. longer. And then at that point, they are executed on the spot by some guards that drive next to them in a uh, half track. It's it's crazy. When I read this, this was one of my first, uh, what you would say, like dystopian future kind of books. I... I was blown away with this. I was, like, a junior high school age kid at the time, and this, this story of these kids sent out into this death game was just, it was, it was fascinating to me. It was crazy. I, I got this Bachman book, again, at, uh, Paperbacks Unlimited, and this one, this one has, like, the four collected, uh, Richard Bachman novels. You got Rage... The Long Walk, Roadwork, and the Running Man. This book is presently out of print. This was one of my first dystopian things, and I now love dystopian things. This was a, a personal fave. I remember, I remember reading this in the back of the car a lot. We would, we would go to, a, we would go on you know longer trips when I was younger, like Reno or Santa Cruz, and I'm just sitting in the back of the car reading, reading The Long Walk and reading. Reading what is up next on the list. Uh, Derek, what, what, what do, we do we got? got? Uh, Derek, what, what do we got?
1: Number two. The Running Man. Dude, the Arnold movie? That movie is alright, but bro, come on. Your second
0: fave? Yeah, but check it out, Derek. The the Running Man story, which is in the collected Bachman books that we just talked about, is completely different than the Running Man movie. The Running Man movie is cool. Don't get me wrong. I like it. I enjoy it. I have it on VHS. I have it on DVD. I think it's great. It's a ton of fun. Stars Arnold, the great, the great Schwarzenegger. But the the story is completely different in, in the book. In the movie, it's, it's a game show. It's like a game show of death, right? I love these things that are like shows of death. But there's like this game show of death. But in the book, it's more of a... It's more of like a reality show of death. They don't put you in an arena and make you fight Jesse the Body Ventura. What they do is they send you out into the world. Like you have to go out into the world, but the the catch is if anybody sees you and rats you out, they get a reward and then the hunters are going to come and they're going to they're going to take care of you for like For, like, permanent, like, and you have to, you have to send in, like, a video of yourself every single day and, like, drop it off in a mailbox. You can't, like, you can't, like, hide under a basement for, like, a period of time and win the show. You gotta, you gotta go out, shoot these videos, cut promos on people, and literally mail them. You have to put them into an actual mailbox, and then they, they show these on the show, and people, you know, probably, probably, like, try to interpret clues and figure out where you are and stuff, and it's all... It's all fun in a bad way. A bad way for you. But if you survive the whole time, you win some gigantic cash prize. Nobody ever has. And this was one of the Bachman books, like I said. And we we spent a lot of time, like, going to Reno and going to Santa Cruz, like I said in the last segment. But this is this, this is the same, same deal. deal. And I would read these stories over and over and over again. I loved it. And then... This is uh, this is another thing I have. Hold on, let me um, let me reach away. I still have my personal copy of the Running Man novel. It has no front cover, it has no back cover, but the the entire thing is complete. It was the. It was the one with the image of a Schwarzenegger on the front. I got this at Safeway. I would have to go I'd have to go grocery shopping with my mom every week to help her, you know, carry the bags to and fro from the car and things like that, you know, maybe pick up some charcoal or whatever it was. It was fine. I would I would go look at the magazines and stuff for a while. The deal was I had to go with her all the way. But then when we got to the part that was the magazine aisle, I could hang and bang there for a minute and look at the the wrestling magazines or whatever it is they had at the time cracked, you know, things like that and then I would I would catch up with her when she would go into the uh the bread portion, which was like the last part of, of the store, but um this this one time they they had novels. They always had novels, but this one time I saw this book with Schwarzenegger on the cover and I was like, "Oh my gosh." And I begged my mom and she bought it for me and I still have it now. I loved I loved this so much. It is such such a great story. Such a great story. Completely different than, than the movie. But they're both they're both great. They both stand alone in their own way. You know, they're both they're both awesome. But I would I would really like to see a running man like T V series or a movie. It might work as a series where you have like Ben Richards sending in his videos every episode, and you have, like, people, people out there looking for him and stuff. This this could probably stretch on for a while. Honestly, you could probably take this version of The Running Man and do it in real life and uh, put it on some streaming service where you have people out there looking for this guy who's trying to hide from him, but he sends in these videos. But he sends in these videos. And you can see in the videos, hmm, is that snow in the back? Maybe he's somewhere snowy. Is that... Is this a clue? Is that a clue? But uh, it's all... That would be fun. I don't, I don't think that I would... Uh, I would... That would be fun. I might watch, honestly, if they did a Stephen King's The Running Man on, uh, on ABC. But anywho, this is my second favorite. I think it's great. I love it. I have it in two two separate forms. Let's take a quick break, quick commercial break, and then we'll be back with uh, what's number one. Hi. You know what scares me? People who don't use their local library. Actually, it's a great place for everything. From watching videos... And listening to music, to using a computer, even literacy training and family reading group. And of course it's still the place to find all the books you could ever want. So check out your local library. Who knows? We might just run into each other. We now return you to the list. Number one.
1: The Stand. I have never read that but I've heard good things. Cool
0: list bro. Thanks, Derek. My my number one is what I think is a lot of people's number one. I think this is uh, King's magnum opus. I think if you asked him, he w- he would even say so. Either either this or the whole like gunslinger thing. But honestly, I'm not I'm not super big into that. So to me, this one stands alone as the number one king of all the kings. The book known as The Stand. The Stand actually has two mini-series is, which I, which I'm sure you know, one of them was from, like, back in the day, and that one, that one had, like, its own charm, I, I enjoy it, but then, they recently did one on, um, I believe, Paramount, it's on, on the Paramount Plus, or whatever it's called, and this one, this one was actually quite good, it has the guy from the Northmen, it has Whoopi Goldberg, it has James Marsden, it was quite awesome, honestly, I really... I really did enjoy that quite a bit. I'm sure you guys all know The Tale of the Stand. It is a classic good versus evil, devil versus angel kind of thing, and the the basic of the story is there's like a, a worldwide pandemic, almost everybody dies, the few people who were left are drawn into this war between the devil and between Mother Abigail. It's all it's all very good, all good stuff. Good versus evil. I loved it. It's enormous. This book is I have the the paper the paperback version. This is the original one that I got at Paperbacks Unlimited. No cover, no back, but still, but still intact. It has 816 pages, but there's a super, the stand. It's like a thousand. It's like a thousand pages. It's awesome. But, um, I, I love this story, dude. I love the whole thing. When, when the big bug started going around, my first thought was like, oh, geez, Captain Trips, let's, uh, let's protect ourselves till the, the virus is gone. But I, I don't know, dude. This is an awesome book. If you haven't read it yet, I'm sure that I, I goes without saying that I, I believe you should, but it's quite a trick. It's, it's a lot of pages. If you're a King fan, I'm sure, I'm sure you've mowed through this one already. If not, you know, honestly, see the miniseries. It's not as good, it's not as in depth, but it is, it is still fun. Honestly, one of the better versions of The Stand is the Marvel comic version that King wrote. King wrote an adaptation and there's some deleted scenes and stuff in there and seeing the whole thing visually drawn out that way is, is it's really great. I don't know how many there are in the collected volume, but it's worth it's worth seeking out honestly. I I see it a lot at the uh, at used bookstores when I go to like Treehorn or Paperbacks or whatever. I think I think the trades, the trade paperbacks for that sold pretty well cuz you see them you see them a lot. Keep your eye out worth looking at, so there you have it, guys, that's, that's my top five kings, honestly, all kings are great, all Stephen King stories have some fun qualities that, uh, that make them worth looking into, I, I like so many other ones, I like, you know, the Cujos, the Firestarters, there's, like, there's so many fun ones, even, like, even, like, The Cell, he recently wrote one with his son, Owen, that was really great, I forget, I forget the title of that. I've only I've only read it once, but I, I liked it quite a bit. In it in it there's some kind of a virus that makes all the women in the world, as soon as they fall asleep, as soon as the, the virus starts out there, as soon as a woman falls asleep, they they grow a cocoon around them. And they they there's there's all kinds of fervor. They can't figure out what to do. It's a good one, honestly. If you see that, definitely check it out, Owen Stephen King. But um let's Let's move into what will be the final segment. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the new gym. It's gonna be fun. We've been we've been going over there. This whole gym thing is in motion. I I don't don't even know if this is anything you care about, but it's a big deal in my life. Transitioning gyms. It's something I do all the time, and we're we're in the middle of the transition. This is world of famous audio recording.
1: This is world of famous
0: audio recording. This is world of famous
1: audio recording.
0: This city on We this city
1: We this city on getting
0: have, uh, started over at the other gym, the one that's, um, you know, like, 10 minutes away, and I gotta say, this gym is, like, it's pretty cool, man, it's pretty fun, it is enormous, uh, it has to be four or five times larger than the, than the gym that we're in now, and they have, like, all kinds of stuff, dude, they have... They have redundant machines for every body part you could ever imagine in your life. They they have a big tire. They have like a side yard and they have a tire out there that I that I've gone and flipped. They actually factually have a machine that has like half a tire on it and it simulates like like flipping a tire, I've never seen such a thing in my life. Why not just go flip the tire? But it is what it is. Do what you like. Do whatever feels more comfortable for you. They they have like a boxing area with like a couple heavy bags and stuff like that. They they have like five dedicated like powerlifting bays with like squat racks and all these all these crazy things, dude. It's wild over there. I. I feel like a uh, a small fish moving from a small pond to a big pond, but it's fine, man. It's like I'm not I'm not like like scared at the gym. It's fun, you know. Everybody there, I believe, is there to have fun, and everybody's there to to exercise. And I, I generally do believe that people are just there minding their own business, and that it's all it's all good. So I've I've been having fun over there. I, I've kind of settled into to like a routine of sorts, I guess. I. I stick to, like, one side of the building for the most part. I feel like it's a big building, and it's kind of separated in, in half where, like, the dumbbells are, and there's, like, there's like mirrors and stuff where people, like, check their form or whatever. It's kind of separated, and I, I'm i staying on one side so far. I'm over on kind of, like, the side with, with the powerlifting bays and stuff, and most of the machines are over on the the other side, and I'm just like, you know, I'm gonna, like, hang out over here and do the things that are over on this side, and I'm gonna become, like, I'm gonna become really familiar with this side, is my thought. I'm gonna become really familiar with this side, and then I'll move over into the other side, and I'll stay there for a while, and then I'll become familiar with that side, and then over a period of time, you know, I'll know, I'll know the entire place. This is, this is one thing that I've learned. Like, o- over time. When when you're young and you start something, you go, like, you go full hog into it. You know, you go full hog into it. But you you get burnt out and you wind up quitting. That has been my experience so far in life. Like, there are things I try and I'm really cool at first and I love it and it's great. But I just, like, I get so, I get, I don't know, I just get burnt out. So I'm deciding, with this whole exercise thing, this gym transition thing, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to take it slow. I'm trying to, like, really, like, like... Get steady progress and just like steady moving forward and steady learning curve. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna overwhelm myself with too much knowledge at once. If I try to take this whole gym in, if I try to take it all in, I'm gonna like, my head's gonna explode. I'm not even kidding. There are so many things at this gym that if I try and like get it all, I just won't get any of it. What, what is going good is that the, the wife is on the other side. She's decided that she's gonna start on that side first and then move to my side, the side I'm on. So when I when I do go over there, I have her, who's been kind of studying up on the, on those things. She she discovers something pretty fun over there. It's it's hard for me to figure out what's going on because there's so many machines. They're just like machines and machines and machines. There are machines. I can't even figure out like how you would get onto these, but it's all it's all gonna be fun. But she found it's a it's like a wagon. It's like a, a small wagon on the ground, and it has, like, I'm thinking like six plates stacked up on it. It looks like like six plates. It's pretty, it's pretty heavy. And then there is a, uh, there's a rope, and you can either like tie the rope around your waist and like drag the wagon behind you, or you can stand and like, like tug of war style like pull the wagon toward you. What's cool is like, you pull it all the way toward you, and then you take the rope off. And you put it on, on the other side. And then you can just go over there and like pull it all the way back. It's pretty hard, man. She she had done like four or five of these already when, when I went to see what she was up to. And then I then I did some after I had been outside in in the side yard like flipping the tire. It's nice. It's outside. So it's like you can go out there and flip it and get some like, you know, some nice cool night air and stuff. So I was doing that. And then I, I was like pulling this wagon. I think they call it the tank. It has like... It has, like, some silly, like, military gimmick to it, but it's fun. I was doing it, and, like, I really feel, like, totally burnt out in my shoulders. But it's weird, man. It's weird working out at a different place. The one thing that I do have going for me is, like, I have been to this place before. There were, there were, like, a few times, maybe twice, where we decided to just kind of flip the script and go to the, go to the main gym instead of our, our satellite gym. So I've been there before, so it's not, like, entirely new, but it is, it is new, but it's new. It's new in a good way. You kind of got to look at things that way. There's, like, new in a bad way. Like, there's going to be, like, new responsibilities on you that you don't want. Or new things like that. New new problems. But you got to look at things that's also, like, new opportunities. And this is, like, a new opportunity to do different exercises and go to a new place so that I uh, so that I don't get bored at the old place. But it's all, it's all good. It's sad, though. It was sad to see the gym close down. We were there the uh, second to last night. They closed on Friday, and we were there on Thursday. They... They gave me this big Arnold Schwarzenegger poster that was on the wall. I asked for it. I Asked if I could have it because they were gonna—they were just gonna store everything up, and the manager let me have it. It's like—it's just kind of like a big fold-out from like a muscle uh, magazine. But what's cool about it is that like it was in the gym for so long that all the color is—is uh, is off of it. It was like in—in in the sun, in the light, and just like all the color is gone. It's ancient, but it's cool, and I like it. I'm gonna—I'm gonna hang it out in the garage. It's in a. It's in a frame. It was over the water fountain for the longest time. So I've seen this poster like a million times. That's that's kind of the gimmick of my gym. They have these like super buff dude pictures all over the place. So you're like you're like, well, I guess they uh, they want me to aspire to be uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. So I will do so. But nah, it's it's all good. It's all fun. I hope that um I hope that you guys are keeping up on your workouts. Hope you're going to the gym. I hope that you're lifting weights. I hope you're running. I hope you're doing. All these things, going for walks, just anything. Go out there, go play some Pokemon, go, go for a walk, get a little exercise. It's all it's all fun and it's all uh healthy. Let me let me tell you this quick one before we get out of here. We we like to go to the park. There's this park with a lake and there's geese in it and ducks. We bring a container of oatmeal and we mix in like bird seed and we, we throw it to the the geese. It's nice. They they come and they surround you and it's all it's all fun. There's all these Canadian geese. Those are like the brown and black ones. It's like all these Canadian geese. And then there's one white goose that hangs out with them. He's like he's in the goose posse too. And we, we feed him, and it's fun. It's it's really relaxing. They surround you, and they, you know they honk and stuff. It's all it's all nice. It's like, it's like you're communing with nature. And then the other day we were we were walking over by the school. We were just like going around for a, a walk. I think I was going to the school because I was going to go to the parking lot because I wanted to take a picture of a toy car. And you can kind of. You can kind of use the cars in the background to make like a perspective. It's it's you know, I don't know. I was just I was just trying something. And as we were walking, we saw a uh, we saw like a like a, a flock. Is that what they're called? No, I don't. You know, like an, an overhead V-shaped formation of geese flying over our head. and it's funny because when geese fly. They honk. Like, we saw them honking over us, and I looked up. I said, look, it's the geese. And then we looked closely, and we saw that it was all, like, the triangle of geese. And then amongst the geese was one white goose. And we started thinking, that might be the goose posse from from the park. And I'm just like, you know, it very well could be. I wonder if they looked down at us when they're flying by and they recognize us. But then we saw them again the next day. It's interesting. For whatever reason, they've decided to, uh, they're landing in the middle school. I think it's because they have... They have, like, the sprinklers on and stuff, and probably, like, worms or whatever come out. So they've decided that they're they're landing there every day. And I was walking the dog by, and I saw them up close. And there amongst them was one solitary white goose. It was a bunch of Canadian geese with one white goose in, in the posse. And then I, I kind of observed that the, the way they were flying was from the lake. Like, they are flying in the direction from the lake toward our house, and then they were going to the middle school. So I'm just like that's so weird man that is so weird I, I want to one time go over there when I see them landed in the uh in in the field because they they kind of like mill around in the field I want to go over there with like the oatmeal and the bird seed and see if they see if they recognize me because um sometimes they get really close and they'll eat out of your hand and it's kind of fun so they've seen me up close they've been seeing me doing this for years and I wonder if they recognize me I kind of think it's possible but uh you never know I don't know how smart geese are probably not very smart but they they seem to be living a good life, they live in a lake, they fly around, they do all kinds of cool stuff, so what do I know? But, um, anywho, make sure to check out the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe, that's over on uh, a different feed, just google in, you know, audio handbook of the Marvel Universe, or go to icrobots.com. We did one about uh, Doc Samson, we did one about Dakota North, there's a good one about Cyclops, those are all fun audio handbook of the Marvel Universe, make sure to check out the Mr. Sensational Gino Vega podcast, he's been doing some good stuff lately, talking about Atari games, we know you guys like that, you can find that on the same feed as this, all kinds of good things there, uh, supportthereport.com, that is the show Patreon, we got Derek Show, gonna start working on At The Movies, we got some cool mixtapes, I put a Weird Al mixtape up the other day. Lots of great stuff can be yours. Supportthereport.com. Until we meet again, this is me, your guy, Icy Robot. signing off am me to get up out of here. If you don't like what's going on in the news, go out there and make some of it. All right, um, man, bring an And you know i got to have that. History. Some people listen, then say we're whack. But if they miss the show, they'll get the heart track Now look at you, your sister, and will bite your lips The whole world sees you as a hypocrite Live out the first law and make yourself reservation If the show doesn't
1: Your slick, blow.
0: That's right. The I see Robots Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. supportthereport.com
1: Everybody, love
0: everybody. Right there up on the wall. I don't think so. I got the costume of that of a hot dog. I got the costume of that of a hot dog over and over and over again. Over and over and over over again. I got the costume of that of a hot dog. I got the costume of that of a hot hot dog. yeah, so that uh, uh, I might to actually, actually pull, pull the, hot the hot dog out, out when it gets into for trick-or-treating.